anyway. So, and there we are. Welcome to another super spicy episode of Triple A Live. I'm your host today, Dylan Camacho. Today with me is not one, but two new hosts on this one. Nat, I'm going to let you start with that, buddy. Oh, I got it wrong. Nat, there we go. Right here. Uh, My name is Nat. You obviously know me, but let's not bear the lead here, Dylan. For the first time ever on this show, we have a non-Asian guest. For the first time ever. We wanted to to make it a big deal. Who better than the one and only Jeff Snyder? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I may not be Asian, but uh, I'm Jewish. And when I was in middle school and high school, there was a Jewish-Asian alliance because we were all the smart kids. Right. Uh, So, (laughs) Jewish-Asian alliance, that sounds good. All right, Nat, what does AAA Live stand for today, buddy? Uh, Today, AAA Live stands for Amy Adams Army. Amy Adams Army. Yes. All right. There you go, chat. Amy Adams Army. If you thought that she was great in Batman vs. Superman, let us know in the chat. Uh, (laughs) All the movies, you just just had to pick that one. Yeah, (laughs) that's the first one that came to mind. I don't know why. Um, I know why. Yeah, there's a bathtub. There's a bathtub somewhere that knows why. But <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's get into it, guys. So, firstly, Jeff, you're right. Welcome to. I guess you know what? For just tonight, we're not AAA live. We're gonna be JWA or J. Wait, Jewish Alliance. Yeah, JAA, Jewish Asian Alliance. This is the first and only episode where we're gonna do a JAA episode here with Jeff Snyder, the all Jewish person here on the show. We don't care about minorities or anything like that, but. We do be really picky about who we have as guests on this one, so hopefully you feel honored to be a part of breaking down some competitors. Yeah. Let me ask you, with the, with the Asians you went to high school, though, with, did you have to call them by their full name? Because we always did. It was always David Chu or Bobby Liu. No one ever called them David or Dave or Bobby. It was David oh, Chu, yeah. Bobby Yeah, it's always Dat Fan or something like that. You have to do the full names. Okay. But the syllables always roll off the tongue really well, right? Like Nat Vu. Oh, yeah. Nat- Right. Usually, the original names are really short, so that's why. Like, like my wife friends are always commenting, like, their last names are so long, and my last name is just two letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, and, like, Filipino last name, true and true, but Camacho, I, man, I tell you, that just it rolls off the tongue. Asian syllables are just nice. You just want to pronounce them, right? Mm-hmm. right. I agree. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're not going to start getting into food, guys. We're getting That's dinner time for me up in the future. But uh, welcome to the Low Main Podcast. Today, we are going to be breaking down... Ben Bateman, that's going to be for a little bit later. That's going to be fun. Ooh, we're, that's actually a pretty big taboo here. No, nothing but respect from at least two of the hosts on the show. I can't vouch for uh, Snyder's take on Ben Bateman by the time we get to Competitor's Corner. But before we get there, we're going to be breaking down Kayfabe with who we're we breaking down again, Not For the first time ever, we're doing a repeat. We're breaking down Chandru Dhanapani. Chandru Dandapani, man, that is his kayfabe has been real spicy recently, you know. Apparently, so there's a little headline right here. Where, how's my kayfabe? That we're, we're not doing that right now. So we're just gonna get into it. All right, kayfabe with Chandru. Let's let's start by saying this. He got a recent promo um, a little while back with his interaction with him and Smets. They're hyping up the soon to be IG match. I say soon to be with giant parentheses right now because whenever we get matches again, that's beyond me. Snyder, any inside loops? Do you know if we're getting matches anytime soon? I'm not going to that studio anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> I don't know where Bibiani's been. Uh, that's a pretty valid point, actually. Not just Bibiani. There's a lot of people. Uh, 
I don't know. That should be a fun game later. Who do we think is most likely to infect everybody with the coronavirus? My bet is on Lon it's Harris. Jen, definitely Jen Sturger. Jen Sturger? Okay. Let, what's, what's, what's the pitch on that? Before we get into Chandru, what's the pitch of Jen Sturger? I'm curious on this now. Everybody likes being a little too close to Jen Sturger, don't they? <laughs> Valid point. You know, definitely not six feet. All right. Yeah. All right. She's got to interview everybody. She's got the microphone up in their face. Passing around. Oh, she, yeah. she is a real carrier right there. That's a contagion, that one. Jen the Contagion Sturger. So that will not stick. Don't let that be a thing that sticks. Uh, if anything gets clipped from the show, please don't let it be that. Jen so. the Contagion Sturger. <laughs> um, we love you here, Jessica. We promise. But all right. So <laughs> back to Chandru. We're talking Chandru K Fib today, guys. Uh, where do we start? So we have. Chandru, man, listen, I love me some Chandru. I don't know where to put the boy right now. He's he's greedy with kayfabe right now. He wants it all. He's at the buffet. He's taking a little everything. He has that smile and all the body language of a face, but he's spitting heel lines every other thing. What are we – I don't know. What's your guys' take on him? Let me tell you about Chandru, right? My position on him has not changed since the first time – we cover Chanju. He is a babyface through and through, and I will stand by that. I don't think he's a heel at all. I think babyfaces are allowed to trash talk. Like, yeah. who made up that rule that babyfaces are supposed to be Boy Scouts and Brandon Meyer types? Like, I, I, I don't see how he's a heel. The, the only people he's trash talked so far are heels or tweeners. Fair. If you have to wonder, boys, he's a heel. Ooh. Okay. If you're questioning it, it's heel. And heel recognizes heel. Okay, Game recognizes game. All right. Chandra's whole thing is is making you, like, root for him every now and then. But, yeah, you can tell by the way that just he talks and carries himself. This dude's a villain. He's a bad (laughs) guy. So you mentioned the heel recognizes heel thing, and I'm kind of with you on this one, Snyder. I think that he's, you know, I – you know what I realized? Chandru is doing what Ben Bateman wants to do, right? He, ben Bateman wants to put on like he's a face, but then, you know, he slowly has that heel stuff. that He just can't get rid of that heel stink to him. You know, Ben's had that attached to him for so long. There's no way you could play him as a pure face. And I think Chandru right now is kind of in this way where he's getting what he wants out of both sides. He's playing that, heel, that face stuff just with, with positive energy, but then he goes in and shit talks the entire time. Now, granted, there's a big asterisk there, and that brings up a good point. He's playing other heels. He's he's just giving them back what they're serving up to begin with. But I don't know, man. Some of the stuff I've seen with him and Brandon Hanna, that rivalry has gotten so wild at this point. Like, yeah, it, Brandon he Hanna, he's, is he, what is he? He's a face. Brandon Hanna? No, Brandon Hanna is the hitman. He has to be a heel. He's full on in the in Why, the Because book. of his nickname? No, not, not just a nice guy. I've never heard him say anything bad about anybody. Ooh. Well, now we're getting all right. So let's spice this up. Kayfabe stuff. It's like there's no such thing as kayfabe. Kayfabe is like ten percent. It only takes what you are and like pushes it to the extreme. Okay, mm. I'm a little bit of an asshole in real life, but then I'm a big asshole on the show. I don't know about swearing in this podcast. Forgive me. You're good. Go ahead. Ben Bateman is like the Lex Luthor of the Schmodown. and I say that because this guy is a tall, good-looking guy, right? Smart. He was probably the biggest dork in school. I probably like have just that feeling about him. And he's just desperate to fit in with the cool kids. 
Uh, yeah, no, he is not who you think he is going to be. So, and I think that's actually a perk to either Bateman or any of the people on the show when they can sit there and take you so far away from who they actually are. And this is another reason that I really love having competitors on it for that behind the scenes look where it's just like, all right, if you guys are buying what they're putting out, more power to you. But for somebody who sees behind the camera, there's so much that's just like, no, I I wouldn't buy that. So Ben, definitely not exactly like, and I think that's kind of the thing. Ben wants to be a heel and I think he sells that, but then it's, this total weird dynamic, right? Where it's like people don't buy him as a face. And people too nice a guy. He's too he's too nice a guy. He doesn't have it in. So let's bring that in with Chandru. Is Chandru too nice a guy? Because I've talked with Chandru a lot behind the scenes, and that he is one of my favorite people to talk to. He has never once shied away from just saying, "How are you doing?" He knows who I am. He remembers me right away. So is he a heel or is he just doing really good acting? I don't know. I, I think he's well, well. Listen, I think Ben Bateman's the worst actor in the entire showdown. I think he's terrific. <laughs> so I think that Shandrew actually is a bit of a better actor. He is a, a obviously a very sweet guy in in real life, but um, yeah, on 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 the show, I just get a villain vibe from him. I get that he, I don't know, he he relishes playing the antagonizer a little bit. Mm-hmm. So now you're you're two on one, buddy. This is this is an awkward place for you because we're. I'm sorry, I just can't agree. Like to me, he's just a baby face with the edge, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like you need people like that in the league. You had like before before his time, you had Jason Inman, who was also like he was trash talking all the heels, and no one ever disputed that he was a baby face. So to me, I I feel like there's more face qualities to Chandru than there are heel qualities. Okay, so. Inman's a good example with that. Is there anybody else that comes to mind that's that's close to Chandru, I guess, where he's at, you know, where he's just sneaking under the radar, or is he actually just a very edgy baby face? Oh, I'd, I'd have to think about that. Um... There's not a lot, which is why I think that Chandru's getting a lot of spotlight right now. I think yeah. that he's tiptoeing the line very well right now, and I think that's great, like, this is definitely a brag on Chandru kayfabe talk right here because I think what he's doing, regardless of where you put him on the spectrum, is is super. It's smart enough to get us talking about it, and it's not just us. The Facebook's been lighting up with it for a while. Everybody's playing the game, even in the promo with him and Smets. Smets is like, "I'm going to reveal you for what you are. Like, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to put you out there because you're a villain, and I'm going to take you down." Which is really funny because Smets is also supposed to technically be a heel but we cheer him every chance we get because he just, we won't let it happen. Like, oh, man. I, I, lo- I can't wait for just the kayfabe of that match to see how that all pans out. But, I mean, Smith seems like he's going to reveal him. Snyder seems pretty in on it. Nah, what do, what do they got to do to sell you? Okay, let's do this. What do we got to do to sell you that Chandra is actually a heel? Or what do you got, what's Chandra got to do to sell us that he's a babyface? See, that's a really tough question. Like, how do you make someone a heel? He has to turn on his, his fashion, but that's not like... Uh, to me, a babyface uh, character is as good as the people who surrounds himself with. And mm-hmm. Andrew surrounds himself with babyfaces. So as long as he's associated with the with swag, I can't see him as a, as a heel. I don't know, man. Swag's got that middle ground level, too. Like, we just had... Um... Winston's match came out, and he, he did that whole proposal with the elves with Roxy and stuff. Like, I, I don't know, man. That seems pretty. That seems on the heel side to me. 
Well, that, that's an argument for another time. I, I don't think he's a heel either. Maybe yeah. I'm just like the, the Alex of AAA Live where I can't tell the swingers a heel from a face. But like, <laughs> for me, I, I, really, I really feel like Chandra's a face. Like there's, I, I just can't see him as a heel. I mean, that's, you know, and I think that's fair. I think if, I don't know, I, I'm just convinced he's a, he's, a, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing right now. And I love that he is. I, I want him to be sitting there and then getting in there and then toying with people and poking it because that plays a lot into our competitor's corner segment we'll be getting here shortly. Um, it plays a lot into sitting there and playing, being able to play with all the toys, right? So in a match, you get, you know, you have your trivia, you have all this. And Snyder, I love having you on the show because I constantly reference your your use of kayfabe in the match to sit there and kind of give you the competitive edge. So true or false, heels just have more to work with to be able to do mind games in the middle of a match. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for for a face, it's all about sportsmanship and respect, and and a heel is it has the do whatever it takes to win mentality. Exactly. Um, something that I feel like you have trademarked better than pretty much any other competitor. And I'm not just saying that because I've had you, I have you on the show right now. You can check my previous videos in AAA Live to say I have backed that. Um, I, I think Snyder is truly one of these people. Bateman's definitely right up there as well, which is why I think it's going to be a great discussion here shortly. Um, but, you know, heels just get to have the mind games. They get to have a little bit extra stuff. Um, firstly, I want to also chime in and say, Video Drew says, hey, Jeff, while in the oh, chat. I- no, I, I see you there, Video Drew. Don't you worry. <laughs> I see you hollering, girl. So, Video Drew, also another person who I think puts kayfabe and just takes the whole dynamic and throws it away and uses that excellently in a match where she's not necessarily face or heel. I don't want to put her into a box. But that uncomfortableness, that unease that she can bring into a match just being dis- to make people disengage, I think does wonders for it. And that's why I love the kayfabe side of the show because you sit there and you, if you're doing it well, it's more than just trivia. It's always just been that, and people who watch the show know that. So seeing somebody like Chandru sit there and get a cake with that's a face cake and eat it like a heel, just do that all day, man. That's that's top level play. I think that's what you need to sit there and really be pushing that envelope for a championship level play. Thoughts? A heel, Alex, is someone who does not care what other people think about. Hmm. Does Chandru think about what other people think about him? Has he addressed the whole controversy controversy behind his alignment yet? No, Chandru's smart. He doesn't touch this stuff with a ten foot pole because he can't show his hand. Like no. he's he's super quiet behind the scenes with this stuff. So I think that's a big play on that. I don't know, guys. You let us know in the chat what you think. Do you think he's full on babyface? Do you think he's super heel in the skies? Do you think he's maybe a tweener somewhere in the middle and he just wants to do whatever he wants to do? Uh, Chandra cares immensely what everybody thinks, though. Says Alex Morgan. One example is how Jeff blocked a lot of people on Twitter. I block people, Dean, because I don't. No one's paying me to be on Twitter. Okay, if you don't want, want get to me. Why are you even on like the platform? Why are you following me? I don't need any of these people. I have more than enough followers, and that's why I'm very liberal with the block button because life is too short. There's their scoop, everybody. Dean Morgan, you heard it here first. Now you know one. Chandra wears a fake case forever. Yeah, we're, so we're getting some Chandra is a heel who wears a fake face cover. He cares what people think about. He's an undercover heel, for sure. I, I think he's an undercover heel. I just think Nat hasn't seen it yet. He hasn't seen the, the costume ripping yet. I want to see the I'm sorry. 
Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Whenever we get the Smets Chandra match in 2021, man, that's going to be a fire match. Like next year is going to be great. I don't know when that episodes are going to happen again, but um, this is terrible replacement for. <laughs> All right, Drew. One more, one more button for you. Uh, thank you, Drew. We are getting those ratings now. Tune in, everybody. We lost a button on this one. Oh boy, the sexiest show on the Call to Action podcast channel, featuring Jeff Snyder. All right, guys. <laughs> so we've been talking. We've been talking KFA for a little while now. Let's let's real get, let's get into the meaty stuff here. Nat, what's that next segment, buddy? Uh, we will be doing Competitor's Corner, which is basically a segment we have where we break down a competitor's strengths, their weaknesses, and we basically can create a guidebook for how to beat them. Mm-hmm. We've got a full-on study guide stat breakdown on Ben the Boss Baveman, and that's a taboo thing to have on this channel because we're an action family and we're not supposed to be revealing all the secrets. I get that. Yeah. But we were having Jess Snyder on, and he seems like a guy who would have an opinion about Ben Bateman. So... We are selling out for all the views and all the clicks and making sure Ben Bateman's weaknesses come up as relevantly as we can get them. Now, let me disclaim already off the bat, um, everything's done with 365-day window. So this is April of last year to April of this year. Um, and Ben, man, that's one of the things with having top-tier competitors to break it down. You have a hard time finding weaknesses with people like these because you guys are studying up, man. You're making it hard for us to do this show. I guess they're doing rookies here soon that just have obvious weaknesses, but we like a challenge here, and we want to have Jeff Snyder to have an opinion on somebody, which I think he probably has an opinion on every Smodown competitor, if I'm being totally honest. But let's uh, let's dig into Ben Bateman's stats. So let me pull him up real quick. That's a Meg, by the way. Megan McCurley, who provides us with her stats. She does great oh, yeah. work every other, every other week. So, yeah, shout-out to Meg McCurley, who does all the stats. We're going to lose our pretty faces for just a second here, so just so I can run through these real quick. So, uh, Ben Bateman, in comparison to everybody in the top 10, top 11, Jeff Snyder sneaking in on here. Um, let's look on that. So, round one average, he is uh, third uh, with the 7.3 average in the top 10 categories. Average after round two, he's actually ranked first with an average of 15.3 points. Um, season accuracy, he's ranked five. Accuracy after first round amongst most competitors, he is tied for third with Ethan Irwin and Dan Merle. And amongst second round average accuracies, he is ranked fifth. He's a combined knockouts of four uh, from his previous 365 day season. And here's where the real meat and potatoes is. This is why everybody likes to tune in, right? Let me get the screen share going. So hopefully everybody can read all of that. But for strengths, obviously, we have your movie release dates. Uh, we have 2010s, action-adventure, fantasy sci-fi, horror-thriller. We also have honorable mentions for dramas and Oscars. But there hasn't been a whole lot of questions for him in those recently, so these are the ones that have come up. On the weakness side of things, we have our classics. Um, 33% total on this one. He's getting round, one out of one for round ones, but he's missing steals, missing that. That's probably coming a lot from his title match with Oyama. Um, Meg's pointed out that Family Films goes over a couple of categories, except for Pixar, which he does pretty well in. But Family Films is definitely the big jarring weakness, she said, pointed out. Natalie Portman, he also has some kind of drops in that. But animated and comedy, he's still nailing about 79% of all those questions. Digging in, we have this whole match record. Um, as of last year, he beat Guy in Texas, uh, loses to Kalinowski, and then goes on the title run beating Miller, Preston, Meyer, Bibbs, and Oyama to get the title and loses in a very close match to Merle. 
So let's go into a little bit of a breakdown here, guys. Um, ben Bateman. I always like starting with this one. Strategically speaking, I think that he's pretty solid strategy player. I think a lot of that shows in his match with Dan Merle. You can tell there's a lot of back and forth there. Dan wasn't I mean, Dan was playing out of his mind strategy as well. There was a lot of back and forth. Um, you can tell that anytime Ben had a moment to sit there and instigate or try to poke, and he starts to do the little things like having uh, answering it, uh, Dan Merle's questions whenever they're doing speed round tests and stuff like that, you can tell just any little thing that he could do, he did. And while I don't think it did the most work in that match, he fell one point short and he did end up losing, he's still doing work there. Um, Meg points out that the deeper category questions, if you're looking at Natalie Portman, uh, so character or actor-specific categories, um, family films, these are the ones, the deeper layer questions that tend to be the ones that trip them up, which makes sense. Most people usually get pretty good around one averages. I've been talking for a while. Jess Snyder, you see all these really inc interesting, incredible stats. You've got, I'm sure, a match coming up with him eventually. What's, let me take all the stats away. What's your take on it? If you're playing Ben Bateman, what is your strategy to take him out? You don't have to fold show too much because you might tune in and watch this one episode, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I think I would give him more. Mm -hmm. He's not as like on his eye at all. He seems he like seems a real, real hmm. um, Which is to say, he's not seeing the more obscure movies. So like indie movies, I'd probably give him as well. Um, I re Ben Bateman is a player I respect, and Ben Bateman is a player who works very hard. I've seen his little study guide, and the way that he puts everything together on the computer. Uh, but yeah, I don't have a, a study guide like Jim Aroka. I think they're both way too uh, into uh, preparation and strategy. I just know what I know and don't know what I don't know, which is you know how how I lost to Bibbs, where it's just like I don't know. Didn't give up. You just don't know the answers. Mm -hmm. uh, ben Bateman, uh, yeah, like he doesn't scare me. Like Roka definitely doesn't scare me. <laughs> doesn't scare me. Riley doesn't scare me. The guys who scare me, I mean, Dan Merle doesn't even scare me. The guys who scare me are the people who know a little bit more about classic film, like McWeeny and Viviani, who are who are critics who are seeing everything. Uh, and when I say critics, I mean people who actually write criticism and don't just go on YouTube and talk about movies, which isn't to say that's not criticism, but what Bibiani and McWeeny do is a completely different thing than what most people in the Schmodown do, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's fair to say that they're more, I don't want to say professional critics, because I think that's a slight to anybody doing like YouTube stuff or putting in stuff like that, but... They're these more established critics, right? They've been doing it for a lot longer. They have that like, written criticism versus versus you know YouTube criticism, and I think that those are different art forms. Sure, uh, medium totally matters with that. I think, um, but yeah, I think there's a super valid point where you, and I think that's that does tend to be the defining edge. If there's a spectrum for like smart competitive players that are going to be using like kayfabe heel strategy stuff like that, I think that's one side of the spectrum, and then you have these almost like just all-in knowledge types, right? Like exactly as you mentioned. You got like your McQueenie, your Bibiani. Um, I, I'd even roughly put like an Ethan Irwin in there, somebody who is just extremely knowledgeable on things and is very, very like has that stuff locked in, stuff that you shouldn't, like most people shouldn't even have heard of. You've got that kind of type of mentality in there. Um, ben, I think, does his best to try to be a little bit of both. He's 
he's very well rounded and he meets very well in the middle on definitely having that competitive edge with using the strategy on one side, but he's definitely not a slouch in his knowledge base either. I mean, the stats no. show that across the board. That's definitely for sure. Hmm. But would we say, so this is, and it's fun in this discussion because there's not a lot of times where you get a player who's going to use that heel mentality, those heel tricks and have that used against them. Now, Jeff, I think this is an interesting dynamic for you because with you and Ben, you are both players who use that in your as your strengths in a match. So do you think that he's somebody who can be gotten to with kayfabe? Ben? No. Ben, uh, no, I actually don't think so. Ben, um, has, he's sort of like Brady, where like he can block everything out. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ben is terribly susceptible to that kind of stuff. Um yeah, but like he definitely took a page out of the Snyder playbook uh, with his challenges and whatnot. Like, I don't blame him for challenging the the Andreco thing with what? What was it? Oh, the Alba one. Yeah, right. Alba, yeah. Alba. Yeah. Like, I I don't blame him at all. It was a smart play, and I would have done it too. Um. So you know, when Mark got all upset at him. It's like, hey, man, that that's just the game. Um, and, right. you know, all you have to do to, to stop that is to write Alba. Or, uh, sorry, to write Alba instead of Alba. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, on, on the whole, I don't know. Uh, he, do, he doesn't seem very penetrable, so to speak. Right. And I'm inclined to agree, Nat. I mean, would you, would you back that? It's not like he gets a lot of opportunities to be on the receiving end of it, but... Yeah, I'm inclined to think that he's been doing it long enough that he's he's got a pretty meditative focus on a match. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely agree. You saw the match against the guy in Houston. Like, he didn't let any of that trash talk phase him at all because he knows that this is a game. He knows that people will do whatever they have to do to win because he's, he's a strategist at heart. So he, he knows how to play the game. He knows that other people are going to try to use his own tactics against him. So I don't think that's going to work against him. I don't think that Ben Bayman, while he is knowledgeable, I don't think he's the most knowledgeable. And we've seen that with stats, like, the people we've covered the last few weeks, like we've seen their weaknesses. They're like at like 85% accuracy. Like yeah. uh, Ben Bateman's weaknesses are a lot more glaring. I think the the thing with Bateman is that he's a master strategist. He, he, if you look at his round two, which is a round that you have to like arguably have to put the most strategy in, he does so well in that. And that's his best round. So I think you have to come in knowing that when you're going up against him. Do you yeah. guys agree with me that, that Bateman is not a genre guy? The same thing with Roka. These guys are not sitting watching horror movies at home. Mm, no, yeah, I would agree. I would say that he's not somebody who – I think his strengths obviously say that. But it's interesting, though, that he's at least knowing what horrors that he needs to watch for the Schmodown because it's in his strengths as of this last year. He's 93% accurate, 13 out of 14 questions on it. So I don't in, think in that – Which category? And a horror thriller. Oh, Okay. Well, maybe so, that's because the questions have gotten so easy this year. It's a goddamn ridiculous. That's true. The, the recycled questions could have a big part to play in that stat change. Um, one thing when we were doing before this whole new season started, we were saying, you know, it's going to be interesting to see the stats rise overall just because we're getting a lot of these recycled easier questions. So It's, it's not even about recycled questions. Like in the last – in those two matches that I played against Ethan – against Bateman, if you if you redid the stats so that they're not a full year and you did them from, like, the last four or six months or something, I bet you I'm number one in all of them. Because I missed one question the entire time. Like, the questions are too easy, and it's because Christian wants people at home to, be, to know the answers and be able to play along, which is why I have lately preferred Video Drew's trivia, which is much more in-depth and really tests whether or not you've seen a movie. 
Yeah, I mean, and I think if we're looking at the two dynamics, and all I'm I do, I'll say I've been doing better in my round one performances as a viewer. So I mean, there's something, there's definitely some truth to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Video Drew trivia. That's the true championship waiting to happen, guys. That is deep cuts. Go check out Video Drew's channel. As a side note, uh, make sure. I just want to say, like, I've never gotten close to a perfect round four, and I still haven't, but I've gotten closer. So yeah, you know, the questions are easier. Right. I was about to say, like, I. I should never get a perfect round. So if I get seven out of eight on a, on any given like match or whatever, I'm gonna be like, okay, questions are getting easier. I'm playing at home now, and I get yeah. that there's a good appeal to that. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I don't want to see it curve the curve the performance play and see perfect rounds every other match either. Though you know, if these high level plays, we're gonna sit here and see Snyder Bateman matches go eight out of eight, nine out of nine, uh, almost every other time. Especially with the top tier competitive players, we're gonna see a lot of that curve. So let's go back into the strategy breakdown with Bateman really quick, though. So round one, he's obviously performing really, really well. Round two, surprisingly, he's getting almost 100% on that. His percentage is some of the highest that we have, which is actually, I think, speaks a lot to what Nat said earlier. Round two in a three-round match, I think, is going to be one of these ones. That's where the strategy is going to come in the most. You get to pick what category you get. You spin again. We get into these ones, and I think he's done a very good job of edging out away from the categories that he knows are going to be naturally more in-depth. So when I say naturally more in-depth, we're looking at specific actors, not directors. I think he's going to know director ones pretty well. Um, that seems like a thing he would study. Mm-hmm. But if we get into genres, I would I might 50% agree with Snyder and say that, yeah, Ben Bateman wasn't a genre guy, but I think he's a dude who's obviously studied it, and that horror thriller percentage says a lot about that. Um, were there any other categories that have stuck out to you in the past, like genre-wise, that you've said, oh, yeah, that's something that Bateman would just lose to if it's on a wheel? No, I mean, I think it's clear in the sets that he doesn't really know a lot of older movies. Classic, mm. our weakness. Can't even, you know, get steals on, on that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that he's a... I, I think he's a, a really solid competitor. I just don't... I wouldn't put him in the Mount Rushmore or even close. I don't care how many matches he's won in the last year. Okay, so there's, I'm like, there's a little bit of that edge. I'm like, you've been surprisingly nice with Ben Bateman, and respect is all good. I'm not trying to stir the pot or anything. We're in quarantine. We can't be stirring too many pots. We're all on break. But I mean, Ben Bateman also has a real job in, in the real world. Uh, you know, he doesn't spend all day writing and talking about movies like like me and so many others. So like, he deserves respect for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a huge thing. Like, and I know I've heard Ben at least say that in several streams before, mentioning that. You have to keep in mind that there are people who should naturally be good at this because this is their job. People who are reviewing movies, who are doing this for a living, like, yeah. why wouldn't you be good at movie trivia? You know, like, that's your bread and butter. Ethan's like a producer for Joel Silver. Like, yeah, he's going to know the ins and outs and everything that's happened in the last 30 years mm-hmm. in terms of movies. Uh, Video Drew brings up a great point. Did you think he'd kill on Tyler Perry and Nora Ephron? I did not. I didn't think that he was going to do well in either of that. So she's those categories specifically came up in his match with Merle. Um, and he went, I think he went perfect in the Nora Ephron one, if I remember right. I could pull that up. Um, and he got the Tyler Perry question. That was the betting round one. Why don't you pull up uh, one of his singing videos and we can all just jam out to Ben Damon's trying <laughs> I know. I'm trying, man, I'm trying to be biased or not biased at all and meet right in the middle, but oh, God, Bateman... 
he's a really good competitor. So it's, that's part of the AAA thing, man. We just have to kind of break it down. Um, if you stay tuned at the end, we might pull up a singing video of Ben Bateman. I'm sure we have several on hand. Please don't. Please spare us all. <laughs> uh, video Drew says time after time. Oh, my God, right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he does take Nora Ephron in, in that one. Okay, I did want to double-check on that. But, okay, so let's let's get into the actual strategy then. So round one, if you're going – you want to get at least seven. I don't think you want to lose steam behind Bateman in that. Round two uh, – I mean, family films and care and very specific, um, you know, categories seem to be the way to go. If you're going to give him something, give him something that's less broad and very more in depth on that. Do your best impression of Bateman. <laughs> uh, video Drew, I love that you're derailing the show. Right now. <laughs> I'm a, I'm totally fine with all. Hey, I see Warrior. Like that's amazing. Oh my God, Ben Bateman cameo on the show to talk about stuff. <laughs> I'm a terrible actor. Don't let me ever do this stuff. Um, <laughs> Snyder, we're gonna get more. Ca- okay, firstly, we're gonna get more impersonations here towards the end of this episode. Let me finish this thought real quick. <laughs> so, round two, I think hitting yeah, family films. That doesn't surprise me. I feel like that's a death of a lot of people who don't have kids. Um, outside of Pixar, Pixar he seems to be doing pretty well. Um, character, actor specific ones, classics, those three tend to be his biggest, biggest weaknesses. So I think saddling him with one of those, if you get an opponent's choice, is the smart way to go. Round three, God, you, you just pray that you're ahead because his, he's getting the two pointer. He's 100% accurate with that. Um, he's 75% accurate with getting the three pointer, and he's 50% accurate with the five pointer. So with that in mind, be so ahead. The dumber the harder the questions get. And that's why I, Jeff Snyder, I'm the guy who has the most correct answers on questions that no one else has gotten in the first round. I get the hard questions. Okay. Real easy for Ben. Think of that 50%, right? That factors in his BS five point question about contagion, doesn't it? What a BS five pointer that was. Give me a break. So his percentage would probably be even lower if he got a real question there. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's entirely accurate. And I you know, I remember even thinking, watching during that match, having a ma- having a movie so relevant to cultural reference right now, like how were people not talking about that movie? I was and like, okay. It was, and it's like, again, the question may have been written six months ago, eight months ago, but mm-hmm. Contagion was in the top ten of iTunes on the day that match was taped. It's a pretty lucky study strategy right there. What was your guys' five-pointer on that one? Do you remember? It was Obvious Child. Obvious Child. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's like if I ask Ben Bateman who directed Obvious Child, there's no way he's going to know that. Chat, let us know if uh, you think Ben Bateman will get that answer. Um, so, <laughs> Nat, what do you, what do you think in a, in a championship-level match? Five rounds. Right. So we're adding the two extra rounds, betting round, speed round. Do you do you over do you do you confidently bid three? Because Bateman's going in heavy. I, we see him be, be, uh, bet really high in these categories. Yeah, it depends on the situation, like how much you're up by, how much you're down by. But generally, I would bet high because mm-hmm. championship matches are where Ben Bateman shines because like. 
he would be the type of guy who to practice with a, with a buzzer and everything. I think that it's it's hard because Ben Bateman has really good service level knowledge. And I, I kind of agree with Jeff that he's not a genre person. Like he, the categories that he's really good at are the ones you can study easily, like movie release dates. And the the deeper the questions go, like the, the more likely that he's not going to get it. So I think you have to like keep that in mind. You have to go into to round two with like knowing exactly what his weaknesses are. Because if you if you get something that he's good at, then it's it's movie release dates is a gimmick category. This is not <laughs> a real thing that people keep track of. It's true. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, like, it's it's such an easy category to study for, and that's where Ben Bateman excels. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to fault the dude for knowing a category. Though at the end of the day, you know the game, and if that's a category thing that you just studied up and have memorized, more power to him. That's the thing. He's very good at playing the game, but, like, I'm not prepping for a game. I just, like, know stuff. So this begs the question, uh, Snyder, is as we look into movie trivia showdown stuff, right, and I think there's obviously a certain bragging rights for being a champion and, you know, performing well in the the movie trivia showdown league. Do you feel as though there's still, like, a barrier there for, I I guess, you have your folks who are natural critics or people who have been doing it for way longer career critics – and they're the people who just know more off the top of your head. Do you think they're still going to sit there, walk away from a match, and say, yeah, but I still know more? Like, is that something that's continually occurring, or...? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Again, it, it depends on who or, or, you know, how the match went. Uh, I don't really know how to answer that one. Um, I think that people in this line of work will always have a little bit of an edge, and, and people like Ben will always have to work a little bit harder, and that, and that speaks to the effort that he puts into the game. Um, then again, you know, we also see so many movies, it's hard to remember everything. It's just like, this, you know, total jumble. But do I think that I see more movies than Ben Bateman uh, in a given year, more new movies, at least? Yes. Um, and I think, yeah. No, I don't know how that affects things. Right. I think it brings a valid point to sit here and say where the study guide stuff comes in, where is that perfect middle ground? Like, as I was saying earlier, you have, like, this big brain thing, the ones people who just absorb movies, watch more, know more in-depth stuff off the top of their heads because they've watched it so much or they watch it so often. And you have the people who are study monsters, like Bateman. Um, I mean, I, I put Merle and a lot of the Four Horsemen category. I mean, I think that they're all studiers by nature. Um, people who just kind of absorbed it and picked it up. And then push it into that next level. I get the vibe that Merle is a big studier. I think Merle is, is a you either know it or you don't kind of guy. Roka's a big studier. Yeah, Roka, I would, yeah, I would agree with that. Merle, like, uh, Merle is in a relationship, right, with another competitor. So, like, they can, their conversation, they can just talk about movies and, you know, oh, you know, quiz each other all day long. Like, if I tried that with my girlfriend, I'd be out on the street. <laughs> So that's not that's not dinner time talk. You guys just start studying twenty four seven in that. No man, I I, <laughs> I don't have time. I, I I I'm busy. That's fair. Um. All right. Well, I mean, that I think that covers up a lot of it. I, the biggest things that are takeaways with some of the top tier competitors is, you know, generally looking at where their weaknesses are, how they're improving in categories you wouldn't figure they're good at. Horror thriller was a surprise for me as well, seeing him have that percentage accuracy as high as it is. Um, nope, got time to study and actually undermines me since video drew. Um, ben Bateman, this entire video was kayfabe. Don't take it personally, buddy. <laughs> uh, Nat, any closing thoughts for Competitor's Corner with Ben Bateman? Uh, I think we pretty much covered it all. Like Ben Bateman's not like a 
a knowledge guy. He obviously has knowledge, but he's not like at that level, like a, a Dan Merle or a Ethan Irwin. He's mm-hmm. a strategist, and you have to like be aware of that coming in. You do not get let him get under your skin, like just like let that K fade just like bounce off of you, and you will have a better chance. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think that showed exactly in the whole match with Merle is that his attempts were getting under his skin. I only saw maybe one time when Merle was kind of getting flustered with him, but I mean, Merle's the kind of guy who just was like, all right, well, let's just keep playing the questions then and just honed in and took the win for it. Um, Snyder, knowing that you are one of these ones who are going to be one of those emotional players, one of these ones who do push through with all that strategy and stuff like that. I don't know. What's you've got? A, do you have? You have another match coming up soon. I know. We've I am been, not scheduled because I'm what, what is considered a legacy player. Mm-hmm. And Chris is no longer interested in showcasing because I'm old. Uh, he wants to, you know, showcase this fresh crop of new talent that uh, has limited knowledge and, and so forth. So uh, I will be waiting for an Iron Man match mm-hmm. with. Whatever their name is, above the line, is that it? Is that who they Who's are? The boss? <laughs> Who's the boss? I, I don't even know what their name is because it's stupid and we're going to question them. As long as Mark Andrego doesn't make any dumb mistakes. But then again, I'm used to that, aren't I, playing with JT all these years, right? I mean, dumb mistakes, but longest tag team championship runs. You're also the one competitor to boot but two different teams as team champs. That's right, baby. Imagine if I didn't have uh, JT who can't spell anything or uh, Andreco doesn't know who Rose Tico is. Imagine if Chris compared me with Dan Merle the way Roca gets. You know? <laughs> All right, so here's Mark Riley. Gun to your head. If you have to pick any other player to be your partner right now, who's the automatic what's, – what's the dream fit one that helps balance out Jeff Snyder? Uh, Video Drew says, Jeff and Video Drew? <laughs> Uh, who balances me out or do who compliments me? Because those are two different things. <laughs> All right, so who compliments is probably a better I mean, thing. I would love, love passion for the game. Uh, but I think, like, if, yeah, like if I was with Bibiani instead of the kid, if it was me and Bibbs, I don't see how we would lose that. Bibiani Snyder. It's a good thing I can't stand him and we'd never, we'd never be a team. But I do have a lot of respect for Bibiani's uh, knowledge bank, so. Right. Uh, Alex says, right? Yeah, he hasn't smoked out his brain cells away either, like McWeenie. <laughs> <laughs> McWeenie is still, hey, McWeenie is still putting up points, man. Drew is the best, and he's he's a genius. But he, him and I, I think, both have those moments where it's like, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm guessing it doesn't get any easier with the time either. You're just like, well, the brain's only not the brain's not getting any better as the age is getting. We've both lived too much Hollywood history. We forget it all. <laughs> uh, I'm in Switzerland. In this. Oh, gosh. Western. Um, Video Drew. I don't think we could coexist. I think, we're both, I think we're both great Drew in small doses. See, I don't know. Now that Video Drew brings that up, I really, I, I think the, the mental gymnastics that would have to go into playing you and Video Drew as a team would be... Um, like just this over the top like thing. I think it would we'd take flirt- off. We'd be flirting with each other too much. Too much chemistry there. Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> we'll wrap this up, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go ahead and do our plugs and wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> anyway, guys, that's our show for today. Nat, where can they catch you at, buddy? 
You can find me on Twitter at NattyEyes44, on Facebook, NatVu. Uh, I just started streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash NattyEyes44. Check that out. And that's all I got. Cool. Um, you can catch me at C-A-M-A-C-H Octopus on Twitter. And you can catch me in Nat's streams because he's streaming on Twitch now. Support Nat, man. He's playing, um, what, Star Wars uh, Fallen Jedi? Or Fallen Jedi. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It me off so much. I hate it. Yeah, I know. I went back and saw a couple clips, and you're just swearing at the game. I love it. Go check out Nat on uh, on Twitch. Jeff Snyder, where can they catch you at, my friend? Uh, at the end Snyder on Twitter, Instagram, Cameo, and in whatever garage Video Drew is uh, living in these days. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's our show. If you want to know the exact coordinates of whatever garage Video Drew is in, let us know in the comments below. If you enjoyed this video, make sure to hit the thumbs up with it, and make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We're always putting out Schmodown content. Even when Schmodown's not even putting out matches, we don't know how we're doing it either. Um, we've got a upcoming stream coming up on Sunday. You'll see more news coming up on that. Check out our Twitters for that, at Call to Action Pod. Otherwise, you can catch us in another two weeks. We'll sit here and break down another competitor and break down another competitor's kayfabe. I dare you to break me down. I will fucking find him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fine, Snyder. You won't watch this show after you're off of it. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show, everybody. We'll make sure to tune in here in two weeks. See ya. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem.